This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to have so much fun talking with my guest, because we're going to be talking a lot about that thing that's on the wall behind him. And you're thinking, what the heck? A bicycle? No, he doesn't make bicycles. As far as I know, he doesn't ride them in major races. Might ride it for, you know, but, but no. You know, so we're going to be talking about a bicycle and how it can be an absolutely critical part of your business. So please join me in welcoming Rich Allen to our program today. Welcome, Rich. Thanks, Deb. So nice to be with you. Thanks. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we'll jump into this and explain why there's a bicycle on the wall behind you. So after watching his father's family-owned business struggle to succeed, Rich Allen made it his mission to turn failure into a legacy by asking one simple question. What makes a business work? The answer? Well, it's as easy as riding a bike. A high-energy speaker, recognized author, very successful entrepreneur, and sought-after advisor to business owners, Rich has proven time and time again that his bicycle model really works. With experience in both large and small companies, including growing a small manufacturing business to well over $100 million in annual sales, Rich has helped hundreds of business owners create radically engaged teams. So again, Rich, welcome. Thank you, Deb. So happy to be here with you. Great. Well, you know, you've written a great book and it's called The Ultimate Business Tune-Up, a simple yet powerful business model that will transform the lives of small business owners. And we're going to talk about that. But, you know, in that book, you talk about the bicycle. But let's go back just a little bit and explain to us how it is that you got where you are today. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to. And, and you know, I love the enthusiasm you bring to the show. You're, you're infectious. Thank you for that. Oh, well, thank um, you. You know, I, you know, this did start for me back when I worked uh, with my dad in mm-hmm. his business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, from a, I'm from near Cleveland, Ohio, okay. so up north. I grew up in a very large family. I've got 11 brothers and sisters. Wow. And so my dad was uh, my dad was the hardest working guy I ever right. knew. He was mm-hmm. doing everything he could mm-hmm. just to put food on the table. Um, and at age thirty six, he mm-hmm. made a the boldest decision of his life. We took our used van. He he did the car wrap of the nineteen seventies, and he started his own window washing business. Wow. And and Deb, my dad was probably the best window washer you could find. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable, great with customers, mm-hmm. very detail minded. He had no clue how to run a business. Oh, and isn't it that way? We all think, ooh, we can do this, and we don't have a clue. Right. We have a passion for a mm-hmm. trade or a skill or mm-hmm. an art, and but nobody teaches us how to run a business. Right. And so, my, I, so I was with my dad working with him, and mm-hmm. every day was a fire drill. Every day was pretty much a train wreck. Um, and this just went on day after day, month after month, year after year. Um, finally, each one of my brothers and I, we each did. We left. Mm-hmm. We said, there's got to be a better right. 
life out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. One of my brothers even left to start his own window washing Ooh. business, competing <laughs> with dad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but that just, that continued after, mm -hmm. you know, I left and had a, got a lucky break to go to college. And mm -hmm. so I had, I had a career that I could go chase. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, my, my dad's relationship with my mom deteriorated and mm -hmm. My dad ended up alone, mm -hmm. um, just struggling and, um, you know, became an alcoholic. I mean, there were all the things that happened mm -hmm. to you when things don't go right. right. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, what was it that I didn't know or mm -hmm. wish I'd had known to help him just be more successful? Because mm -hmm. he had a dream just like every right. small business mm -hmm. owner I see mm -hmm. has a dream, mm -hmm. right? To build a business mm -hmm. and leave a legacy for your family. Right. And my dad just couldn't make that happen. And mm -hmm. frankly, at the time, I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I just did what I could to kind of learn what I could about business and how it works. Mm -hmm. And, and that's how, how I stumbled on the bike idea. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it is so true that, you know, as a small business owner, especially if you are the primary breadwinner for your family, whether you've got, you know, no kids or 11 kids, you work yourself into the ground. Um, and it, it becomes everything that you do, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, that is one of the, the big problems that small business owners have is we either forget that we can have a personal life or we just think that we can't because we're continually working on that business. We're trying to, you know, always make it successful, always be doing the next thing. And even if you're not the primary breadwinner, that, you know, that tends to be something right. that happens with small business owners. And, you know, so one of the things that you talk about in your book and, and, you know, we're going to jump around a little bit, but we'll come, you know, I really want to talk sure. about the bicycle concept, but is that, you know, in your, in your book, you talk about the fact that it is so important that we have a personal life, that we figure out what's important to us. So talk to us a little bit more about that. Well, you know, Deb, I, I'm a firm believer that the reason that we're in business mm -hmm. is so we can enjoy our life. Right. Right. We're not in business to simply do good in business. Mm -hmm. The business is a vehicle mm -hmm. to help us to do things that matter mm -hmm. more and do the things that are significant mm -hmm. to us. So if that's spend time with your family, mm -hmm. if that's uh, create some wealth mm -hmm. so you can influence a mission mm -hmm. or some charity that you're mm -hmm. passionate about, that's what the business is mm -hmm. about. So we, you know, we have an opportunity. Some of us, some people tend to go in and become a W-2 employee and they work for someone else. Right. And others say, you know what, I think I could do that better myself. Mm -hmm. And so, but what I see oftentimes is, is the strategy to get better in business is often to work harder. Mm -hmm. And, and we just think, look, if I could just, if I could just work a little bit harder, listen to a mm -hmm. few more voices piece together some ideas, mm -hmm. I, I'll make this thing work. And right. oftentimes we're, we're just dragging it. We're, we're drawn at straws and it mm -hmm. just, it doesn't lead us to success. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned something that's very important is that, you know, we've got that passion for whatever it is that we're doing, which is great. I mean, you know, whether you're an author, whether you're a consultant, whether you're building a widget, whether you're washing windows, you know, you've got the passion for that, but we don't know how to actually make that successful. Um, you know, th there are classes, there are books. And one of the things right. that I loved about your book is you list lots of resources. Um, but, you know, it, th to actually sit down and learn how to have 
that business and make it successful, we don't do. And a big part of that is we don't have time because we're so busy. You know, we're like that hamster on the wheel. We're continually going and continually going. And of course, the problem is that's all that's going to get done. You know, we're just going to be that hamster on the wheel forever unless we take the steps to really step back, you know, and, and right. especially if you have employees, you know, and, and that is, you know, the, the premise of your book is that you do have employees and hopefully many of our listeners and our viewers, you know, reach that stage where they've at least got a virtual assistant or, or something like that. Right. But what we want is for them to be so passionate about the business too, um, you know, and, and it's all in laying that groundwork to make sure that they are, that makes the business successful. No, that's right, Deb. I think you hit it right on the head. It, you know, look, we can we can choose to have a business that's small, mm -hmm. just ourselves, uh, maybe a couple of team members, or we can do it through other people. Mm -hmm. But in the end, the the way that the way the business owner has to think is that they have to be they have to spend the majority of their time in what they call the your zone of genius, mm -hmm. right? I can tell that your zone zone of genius is doing what you're doing right, right. here. And, and so you've got to spend the vast majority mm -hmm. of your time doing that if you mm -hmm. want to be successful. Right. We can't spend our time and our energy and our resource doing things mm -hmm. that we aren't that good at right. or that others could be better at. So mm -hmm. we have to find a way to surround ourselves with, with resources, mm -hmm. whether they're virtual or right. people on our team mm -hmm. who can help us do that so we can focus on the things mm -hmm. and the passion that we bring. Right. The area that matters most. Yeah. You know, and we talk about that on the program a lot that, you know, we have our area of expertise and, you know, we, we have to have people help us. Right. Our accountants, our attorneys, our, um, you know, whoever it is. I mean, I have a, a virtual assistant that is my producer that is absolutely fabulous. Right. You know, we, we all have the need for someone else, you know, even if it's just somebody to keep us organized and going. You know, and and we shouldn't be trying to learn all of those other things. Um, you know, it's kind of like if you're sick and you're going to the doctor. Well, you know, could you watch a YouTube video and figure out how to do, oh, say, open heart surgery? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and so right. you know, we we hire other experts. Why not? Why not have experts helping us in our own businesses? No, that's right. Because because if we don't, honestly, we don't really have a business. We just have a glorified job. Right. But we have a job where we're the handyman. We do mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And right. honestly, that's not a recipe for success no. for anyone. No. Right? We all know that. Right. And even if it's just you, you know, if you are your business, right. there are, you know, th there's only so many hats that you can wear, um, yeah. you know, in, in order for your business to be successful. Yeah. Totally agree. Well, let's talk about the bike analogy. How, how first did that come about? And then let's talk about the various parts of the bike. Sure. Yeah, I'll tell you how it came about. It was kind of a, it was a happenstance. Actually, it was uh, it was a desperation moment. I would suppose. Mm -hmm. um, I had been uh, working in large corporations for several years, but I, I've been around managers and leaders all the time, and and many of them, frankly, Deb, they they couldn't manage their way out of a paper bag. Mm -hmm. I, I and I kept thinking to myself, I could do this better. Right. And I'm, they get I've got that my job? dad. I've got my dad in my mind, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, "Wow, I I think I know this, and mm -hmm. I've been studying, and and I have read a lot of books, and I mm -hmm. follow a lot of of, of key leaders." Um, but it, so 
one day we were, I was working for a corporation. Uh, my boss walked into my office and he had a key in his hand and we had just acquired a small manufacturing firm mm. based in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And he walked in, he said, Rich, this one's yours. You get to go run it. And wow. it was like, hallelujah, my dream yeah. come true. Uh -huh. Right. It was a beautiful day uh -huh. other than having to go home and tell my wife we're moving to Minnesota. Right. Mm -hmm. She, you know, but I, she was game. She was up for the journey. So mm -hmm. we did, we moved to Minnesota. I walked, Deb, I walked into the business and it was a, it was doing about 30 million in revenue and it mm -hmm. had maybe 220 people. Mm -hmm. We were manufacturing doors mm. and, and as I walked in, I realized I didn't have a clue what I was going to do <laughs> to make the business work. In mm -hmm. fact, as I walked around and met people, I realized that most of the people were there simply for a paycheck. Right. They were just there mm -hmm. just simply because they they could get paid a wage, mm -hmm. cash their check on Friday, go enjoy the weekend, and mm -hmm. maybe drag themselves back to work on Monday. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to think. I for weeks I walked around the factory thinking, how can I get the team, the people on the team to, to, to really understand mm -hmm. what we're trying to do here right. and what we want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And I, Deb, my idea came to me where all great ideas happen, right? In the shower, the shower, mm -hmm. in the shower. One morning I had this idea and I call, I got out and, and called my admin assistant and said, schedule a meeting. We're going to, I know what we're going to do. And mm -hmm. so we did a couple days later, we, cleared out a part of the warehouse, brought both first and second shift mm. folks in together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I brought this bike, the one that hangs on my wall. Uh -huh. I brought this one. It was the one I was riding at the time, um, nearly 22 years ago. Um, and I put it up on a table at the front of the room and I got everybody's attention and I said, what's this? And they all looked at me like I had lost my mind. They a said, bike? <laughs> Who is the nutcase they sent us this uh -huh. time? And, you know, a couple of guys in the back shouted, stolen property. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I thought, no, it's my bike. I didn't steal it. But mm -hmm. I said, this isn't a bike. Mm -hmm. This is our business. And if we could understand how our business was like this bike, mm -hmm. we could tune up our bike, mm -hmm. tune up our business, and make it go really fast. Mm -hmm. And, and frankly, that's what we did. Mm -hmm. So for the next seven years, we used the bike as a metaphor for a business. Right. It was a way if for the first time when I, when I walked through every, all the components and how, how it all worked together, it was the first time that most factory workers really comprehended how a business truly right. worked. Right. And because so they, they all, had their area that they focused on. Right. And they could, and everybody knows how a bike works. Mm -hmm. So it's not a mystery, but right. sometimes we make business too complicated mm -hmm. and we don't relate it to the people that we want, that we need to get engaged most mm -hmm. importantly mm -hmm. so that we don't have to do all the work. Right. Right. As a business owner, that's the, mm -hmm. I think that's the trick mm -hmm. is you, if you're doing all the work, um, you're going to get wore out. Mm -hmm. But if right. you can bring people along and they can understand where they fit and how mm -hmm. it all works together. Now you've got something that's magical that mm -hmm. will grow, make you a lot of money, and it won't, it won't wear you out in the process. Right. You know, and as I was reading your book and reading about the various parts of the bicycle, several things struck me. The first was that you can be totally on your own and use this analogy, you know, right. because all of the pieces are very important pieces. And if you don't have all of those pieces, 
your bike isn't going to work. You it's know? not going to be a um, fun ride. Right, right. You, know, you might go in circles. You might not go at all. Um, you, know, right. <laughs> you might crash um, depending on, you know, maybe you don't yep. have brakes. But, you know, it, but it also was in many ways very simple. As you said, we all know how a bike works. You know, it's, it's, if you'd said, hey, it's like a car, everybody would have just totally glazed over and gone right. down. You know, because cars, let's be honest, are very, very complicated. Right, you lift the hood and it right. looks really difficult. Yeah, Obviously. you know, and it's computerized and, oy, you know, and, and all of this. But a bike, you know, we know how to, you know, we, we've all been riding bikes since we were four or five years old. Right. Now, we might not have ridden them since we were four or five, but you know, we all know how they work. So let's walk through the parts. You know, let, let's start at the top. What do the handlebars stand for? Yeah, the handlebars, Deb, are, uh, you know, it's how we steer a bike, mm -hmm. obviously. But, you know, on, and honestly, it's the way we steer business. But here's, the, mm -hmm. here's what I find, right? When we were kids riding a bike, how mm -hmm. did we want to ride our bike? Fast. With, with our hands in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, this is true. We did right? the balancing thing. Mm -hmm. Right. If, we, if you could ride your bike with your hands in mm -hmm. the air, you were part of the cool kid game. Uh -huh. and, and that's, unfortunately, how many business mm -hmm. owners run their business right. today. Rather right. than putting their hands on the handlebars and steering their business where they want to go, mm -hmm. they don't, they, they have their hands off the handlebars. Mm -hmm. So where does it go? Who knows? Right. So, so the question is, how do you steer a business? Mm -hmm. Right? So you steer a business using a vision. You have mm -hmm. to have a vision that mm -hmm. says, in this this I want this business in five years to look like this. Mm -hmm. Here's my dream right. in, in Technicolor. Mm -hmm. I want it to be here. The second thing we have to do is we have to have a purpose or a mission that, that our business is going to support mm -hmm. so that other people will say, wow, I like that cause mm -hmm. and I'm going to come alongside you. So we need a vision. Mm -hmm. We need a purpose. And then the third thing we need is what I call strong leadership. Mm -hmm. And that is I, we have to know the standards mm -hmm. and the expectations that we're going to have. The, it, it, some people call it culture, mm -hmm. the culture we're going to create. Because we want people, when they come into our business, to know how to behave right. and know what our expectations mm -hmm. are. So if we do those three things, we can steer our business mm -hmm. just like we steer a bike. Right. You know, and, and when we're not, when we've got our hands off, you know, trying to, to balance, one tiny little pebble really can, can send us right. just off in, in the wrong direction. And to me, that's, you know, it's, it's the people that are, ooh squirrel that's let's do you know or you know all those various things we can get sidetracked and Easy. and of course part of the reason why we might be an entrepreneur why why we might be a small business owner is to have that freedom to think oh let's try this let's do but of course there's ways to do it that are structured you know it's it's doing your research it's making sure you can even do that i mean you know you mentioned that you came up with this at the at the door manufacturing you weren't all of a sudden going to say well let's build stairs Right. No, you know, it, it might take a lot of the same skills, a lot of the same manufacturing capability, but you still needed to do your research to make sure that, that you could even do it. No, it's, you're absolutely right, Deb. I think there's, it's, you know, I'm trying to think of the word, but it's, it's kind of this conflicting thought mm -hmm. that, that we get into business for ourselves because we want the freedom and right. flexibility to mm -hmm. do what we want. Mm -hmm. Yet, once we decide what we want to do, we have to bring discipline mm -hmm. and structure right. to that. Mm -hmm. Without it, then we are simply just, we're, we're taking all the, the turns that we can see. Mm -hmm. We're taking every turn that looks appealing and 
attractive in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's likely never, never going to take us to the destination that we really ultimately right. had in mind in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so there and, is this thought though. Yeah. You have to, you have to balance the right. two. You know, and we've all known people like that, and we might have been people like that. Absolutely. Um, where, you know, say you go to a networking thing, and every time you see them, they're doing something different. Yes. Um, you know, now sometimes that's that's practical. There's a reason for it, you know, all those various things. But in many cases, it really was the bright, shiny object syndrome. Um, you know, I'm going to do this. Ooh, that looks better. Ooh, that looks better. That looks better. And and they really do, you know, just kind of veer off every which direction. Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's the uh, it's one of the the main uh, difficulties of running a business is mm-hmm. staying on course. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way to stay on course is to paint the picture that's mm-hmm. so compelling, so attractive, so desirable mm-hmm. that that it makes you want to just continue struggling through mm-hmm. even if you're in the muck. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You're just going to have to pedal harder, pedal faster, you know, all those various things. We'll talk about those other parts later. Right. But, but yeah, it is about staying that course. Right. Even when it's boring, when it's hard, when it's difficult, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's about staying and, and going in that same direction. Yeah, absolutely. So next is the frame. Now, you know, the frame really is, and, and it's funny because there's none of the parts are more important than any other part. You know, you have to have them all, right. but of course you can't have any of it if you don't have the frame. So explain the frame. No, you're right, Deb. You're you're a wizard. I'm hiring I, you for no, my. I read your book. You're going to come on my book. team. I can see it now. <laughs> no, you're right. The frame is the central part, mm-hmm. but and it is no more important than the others. But it's critically important, mm-hmm. and the frame is what everything attaches to on a mm-hmm. bike, and it's got to be solid and firm. Mm-hmm. So we got to ask ourselves. Okay, Okay, what is that that we want our, in our business to be the structure, the frame? Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is, I believe it's three things. I believe we have to have an organizational structure, mm-hmm. some call it an org chart, mm-hmm. that defines how everyone connects to one another. Right. Who reports to who, who, mm-hmm. who is related to who. And, and Deb, I'll tell you that most entrepreneurs, most small business owners, if they've ever been in a corporate setting, they throw out this idea because they see it as being part of the bureaucracy. Oh, it's restrictive. And and the reality is the the one the one thing that I think most business owners don't realize is that most people on their team, without the benefit of seeing an organizational chart, mm-hmm. they don't see that there's another opportunity for them. The right. job they're in is the only one they mm-hmm. see because they see a boss and then they see themselves and maybe two or three other people. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So what I always tell people on the structure is draw an organization chart for the business you want to have in three years. Mm. So make it in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll have more boxes on it than you have today. Mm-hmm. Make it by function, not by person. In other words, if, if there's one person, you still have seven boxes. Right. It's Do it by function because mm-hmm. that's why most business owners are so tired because mm-hmm. they're sitting in seven different boxes, right. but they only reflect it as one. Mm-hmm. Reflect it as seven, Mm -hmm. draw it for three years in the future, and only put one person in each box. No Mm -hmm. two people in the same box, Mm -hmm. except in the owner box. It's Mm -hmm. the only place where it can happen. Mm -hmm. But we have to have an organizational chart. Mm -hmm. We have to have job responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I call them position agreements. And that is people need to know what they're responsible for, Mm -hmm. how they're going to get measured, 
and what behaviors we expect mm-hmm. from them. And then the third thing we need is we need an accountability system, right? a way to keep people accountable for the things mm-hmm. so that they can take ownership for the things they mm-hmm. said they would do. If right. we put those three things together in our business, our frame will be tight. Mm-hmm. It'll be firm. Everything will attach solidly and it'll be, it'll be able to go fast. Right. You know, and again, even if it's just you, you know, you can have, and, and you should have those boxes to know what goes there. Because part of that is, you know, how much time is going to be spent there. You know, I love that you call it a position agreement as opposed to a job description. Because to me, position agreement is, it's, it's both ways. You know, right. you, have, you have an agreement with yourself, with another person, that this is right. what's going to happen, as opposed to just here is what, it, what you will do. Yeah. So the agreement is, is what makes that truly functional. I, that's, you're absolutely right. It's, it's central to the mm-hmm. idea. Right. Everybody, the, the, again, it's one of those things that's kind of an oxymoron. We think that most people want freedom and flexibility. Mm-hmm. The reality is most people want to know exactly what's expected right. of us. Mm-hmm. And they, wanted to know, they want to know how we're going to be measured. Mm-hmm. Because those that are A players like to have a scorecard. Mm-hmm. They, they like to be measured. They like to compete. And so, mm-hmm. and if somebody, so if somebody rejects the idea of having a measurement, mm-hmm. well, then you're probably dealing with somebody who's not necessarily your top flight person. Right. So it, right. it really helps you identify mm-hmm. your team. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it's, it's so important because, you know, even if you are the type of person who likes freedom, who likes flexibility, there are still certain things that have to be done. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe freedom is part of, you know, part of, part of the thing. And so you say, you know, you have the ability to do this. We encourage you to, to, you know, to, to be thinking outside the box, to propose other solutions, you know, things like that. But yeah, we, we need that structure. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you have a little child and you say, go clean your room, and that's all you say. <laughs> they're right. going to go in and their definition of a clean room is right. almost always very different than mom's definition. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and, and then everybody gets upset because it, nobody's goals, nobody's, um, you know, uh, it, it, expectations were met. Well, it was because you didn't start there. And, and, you know, so if you tell them, okay, well, the clean room means no toys on the floor. Everything is picked up. See if you can come up with a different way to store things. So that gives them the flexibility. Right. But you know, you're still doing that. And then as you said, you know, you give them a time frame. Okay. This needs to be done by tomorrow. This needs to be done in three hours. Um, you know, and and if you get it done in less time and it's acceptable, you can have ice cream. You know, because right. we, we all like right. the Right. There's fun a purse. reward tied to mm-hmm. it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It's you know, it's simple. We I mean, you know, when you start to talk it through the way you're doing it, Deb. Everybody that's listening, I'm sure, is going, well, yeah, duh. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. But somehow, we, when we get ourselves in business mode, we either get too busy with the day-to-day things or we just, we just forget that these are fundamental mm-hmm. truths right. that we learned when we were kids. Mm-hmm. It, it, we learned them back when we were learning how to balance mm-hmm. and ride a bike. Right. And, but we've kind of forgotten them along the way, and mm-hmm. we're doing it in the, you know, under the guise mm-hmm. of, I'm my own boss. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And, you know, frankly, I'd rather be humbled a little bit as a boss mm-hmm. and be successful as a business. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And, and if it was total freedom, nothing would get done. I mean, exactly. you know, even, right. even if it's anarchy. just you, you know, if it, it, it that comes back to the bright, shiny object thing. Exactly. Exactly. So we've got the frame. We've got the handlebars. Now, of course, there's those two things on either end. And, and I love this. So talk to us about first the front wheel. Yeah. So I, you know, Deb, I tell people that, uh, you know, in, in, uh, on a bike, there are two places where the rubber meets the road. Truly. <laughs> Truly. And in business, there are two places where the rubber literally meets the road. Mm-hmm. The front wheel of the bike it represents, in business, our ability to win new customers. Okay. So it's essentially our marketing sales um, side of our business, the mm-hmm. front end of our business. Most people call it the front wheel, the front mm-hmm. end. And in, in a bike, it's truly the case. It's mm-hmm. made up of three components. The mm-hmm. hub at the center is the definition of our ideal customer. Mm-hmm. The spokes are our marketing strategies, of which we need to have more than one or two. Mm-hmm. It can't if just I have be, my, oh, I'm going to be on social media. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if I have social media and I go to a chamber meeting every mm-hmm. now and then, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use those, I'm never going to get enough leads to really keep right. the business moving. Mm-hmm. So I have to have six or seven solid mm-hmm. spokes solid strategies mm-hmm. to generate new leads. Mm-hmm. And then the tire represents our sales process, mm-hmm. our step-by-step process to take somebody from not knowing us to getting comfortable enough to pull out their wallet, give us their credit card mm-hmm. and make an order. Right. right? You know what? And I, I, let's, let's break them down a little bit more um, because I love you know, the, the hub concept because it is, it's the definition of your customer. And we've talked about this on the program before that, you know, if, if you say, who's your customer and your answer is everyone, right, right. no, 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 no. Right. Um, you know, we all have the perfect customer in mind, yes. sex, age, income, you know, need. I mean, you know, clearly we're filling a need or they're not going to buy something from us. You know, all these various things. And you know, are there other people? Sure. But we have that perfect customer in mind. And that really is that, that avatar. We, you know, I've talked before about, you know, have a picture of that person on your computer, you know, all these various places so that you're always talking to that person. No, Deb, you are, you are one brilliant lady. I can tell you. This. Oh, I try. Um, <laughs> No, here, here's the reality, right? I, you are so spot on. And I tell people, look, you put a chair at the front of the room and mm-hmm. you put your ideal customer in that chair. Mm-hmm. And most people that know me know that I put my dad in the chair mm-hmm. because I know what my dad felt. Mm-hmm. I know what my dad was worried about. Mm-hmm. I know what his dreams were. I know what his what kept him up at night. Mm-hmm. I knew what frustrated him. There were, I, I knew everything about him. So all I have to do is think of my dad. Mm-hmm. And every time I think of something about that, those thoughts mm-hmm. become my marketing message. Right. Right there. It's all I have to do is get inside my dad's head. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, if, if I talk like that in my marketing messages mm-hmm. or in my, in the material side, or when I stand up and speak to somebody, mm-hmm. The ideal customer who has those same thoughts going on in their head mm-hmm. are the ones who are going to come talk to me. Right. And right. they're the ones, everybody may be a business owner. They're not all my, I, no. I, I don't, not all business owners are my ideal mm-hmm. customer. Those that remind, the, uh, that remind me of my dad mm-hmm. 
are my ideal. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's the traits that they have. You know, so it's not that it's, you know, a man who is right. X age, you know, all of those things. It's the searching for answers, you know, things right. he can what's do in it their all. Head, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. All of those various things. And I think that sometimes is where people get caught up in, you know, creating their perfect customer too, is we we give, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, you put a picture on your, your screen. Okay, well, you know, that does limit us. You know, if, if I really am looking for a woman who is 40 years old, who has X income, maybe, you know, but it, it, it's more the personality of her yes. is, is what we're looking for. Yes. Demographics are important mm-hmm. and we need to know those. Right. But it's really more the psychographics or mm-hmm. what, you know, the, the, the way I think, the way I'm feeling, mm-hmm. right? If I can tap in, we know that selling is 80% feeling, 20% mm-hmm. logic. We right. know that. Mm-hmm. So we've got to tap into the feelings of those people who are our, our ideal prospects. Mm-hmm. If we can do that well, then the business can grow like never before. Right, right. Yeah, you know, and and it doesn't matter the 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 sex the age the you right. know some of those those other things because yeah you you touch them here which right. then of course touches them here um, yes. you know and and so that's that's the important part and so you know as much as we talk about developing that avatar you know don't get caught up in the this is who this person looks like um, because aside from anything else say, you know you mentioned a chamber meeting maybe you walk right past the perfect client because you saw that avatar there, you know, and, and so, you know, that's, that's the key is, you know, what, what are they feeling? You know, what, what is that, that psycho that's going on there? Exactly. Exactly. Now I love the spokes as being the marketing strategies. And part of why I really like that is they all have to be pretty close to the same size. You know, you can't have one that, it is really long or really short because they're not going to connect to the wheel right. Um, you know, and, and so it's, it, you can't rely, say, 90% on your Facebook page or, right. you know, 50% on direct mail. You know, you've, you've got to break it up. And again, that's because people read things differently. They learn differently. They absorb differently. And, and so you have to have all those different areas that you're reaching them. No, I, I agree with you. I think it's got to be balanced, mm-hmm. and I think you have to be measured. Mm-hmm. So I think you do have to take some discipline in that. And and you know, I think about it oftentimes that if I were if I was in a workout routine, mm-hmm. I wouldn't just build my left right. muscle mm-hmm. and let my right one atrophy. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd want to build them both up the right. same way. Mm-hmm. So I have to do that. I have to be balanced, but I mm-hmm. also need multiple approaches Mm because not everybody's going to respond in the same way. Mm -hmm. If I have six to seven, then I know that if I, if I can really measure and monitor them, Mm -hmm. I'll have a steady flow of leads Mm -hmm. and that's all I need. Right. Because then if I can put them into a very deliberate and intentional step-by-step process Mm -hmm. to, to, to get them to, to help them make a good buying decision, Mm -hmm. now my business is golden. Right. You know, and, and obviously we're not saying that they're exactly the same, you know, sure. that you spend X number of hours or X number of dollars. I mean, you know, well, it, it, we get the point though, that it's, we have to have multiple ways to reach people. Um, yep. You know, way back when I got my marketing degree, I remember they said, you know, you had to see something seven times before you even really paid attention to it. And 
you know, that, that was, that was before the internet was invented, um, you know, and, and all these various things. And now I, you know, I, I don't know how many times we oh. need to see it, hear I, it, you know, all those various things. And, and again, think of, you know, where they're going to be reached. You know, it, I always tell people it's kind of like the, the advertising for furniture in the newspaper. I flip right past that until I need furniture. And then it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I know that the newspaper is going to have ads for that. So I better go right. in and look that up. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Good. It's a complicated time. It's, it it's difficult mm -hmm. to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of distraction. Mm -hmm. Right. So the more strategies we have, mm -hmm. the more likely we are to get the, mm -hmm. to get the attention of so, somebody will say, I've heard that. I've seen that mm -hmm. before. I, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. Let me check it out. Right. Well, and of course, when you have just one or two, then you really, well, first of all, you're missing everybody who's not looking at those one or two things, but you know, you're also running a risk of things changing. You know, I always cringe when I go somewhere and I have a business owner who tells me, I don't have a website because I have a Facebook page. Right. That's great. As long as Facebook doesn't change it in the slightest. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, you know, and, and of course, we all know Facebook changes right. things um, for a variety of reasons, good and bad, and all those various things. But yeah, I mean, you might log into your Facebook business page tomorrow. It looks totally different. It's gone. Right. <laughs> you know, all right. these various things. And, and so if you put all your eggs in that basket, see, we just have so many metaphors. It's a risky um, thing to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it, is it tempting? Sure. I mean, you know, look at look at the companies that spend millions of dollars on the one commercial during the Super Bowl. Right, right. Maybe you caught people's attention. Maybe you didn't. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that that one that one always baffles me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm okay, with so you on that. then we've got the tire. We've got the actual rubber part. So what does that stand for? Well, that's you know, Deb. That is. On, on the front wheel, the, the tire is the, I, I consider it the step-by-step -step process that you use in your selling process. Okay. And, and the reason I define it that way is, again, if I see what most business owners do, mm -hmm. most business owners, it, they either do the selling themselves and they mm -hmm. do it just because they've been doing it for years right. and they do it in, you know, it's, it's not written down. It's, mm -hmm. it's all just, mm -hmm. it's just natural. Mm -hmm. Or they hire a, what they consider to be a really good natural sales person. Mm -hmm. And what happens is if we don't document and script out what really goes on, mm -hmm. when that salesperson leaves, mm -hmm. they take all their knowledge and wisdom. Right. What we want to do as a business is build our business around processes mm -hmm. and systems, mm -hmm. not around individual people. Right. Because we want to have something that that I could replace. You could replace me with somebody else, mm -hmm. and and that next person would be able to come in and and do the function mm -hmm. as well as I did. Right. That's when we know we have something. Mm -hmm. You know, and you talk in your book about having those scripts. Um, you know, and and again, we're not saying that you're reading it word for word. You know, right. but it's it's kind of that process that's written down. Because, yeah, things happen to people. You know, heaven forbid they want to go on vacation. Right. <laughs> you know? right. And, you know, all these various things. And, and, and it doesn't matter if it is the person who is dealing directly with the customer. It's everything. You know, it's, it's you know, what do you do when you go through here? Um, you know, I, I mentioned my producer. We have steps that go sure. for every single thing. You know, you do this, then you do this. Now, 
Are there variations? Yes, because things happen. But, you know, we have that. And that was how I initially started working with her. I said, here's the email that I send to someone who is going to be a guest. Personalize it the way you would write it. Right. But, you know, this and this and this really need to be in there. Um, everything else, you know, and, and so what she has done, of course, is tweaked it. You know, we've been working together almost three years. And so now she's like, ah, this question always gets asked. So it needs to be in there. Um, you know, and, and even things like this is bold, this is red, this is, you know, all those, you got right. those emails, um, you know, and, and, but, you know, if I ever lose her, I'll be crushed. But, you know, because of what she has done, it is something that someone else could do. Exactly. Right. And, you know, I just real quickly, Deb, I always tell people that if we just think back to our, the, our favorite movie, mm-hmm. if we think about our favorite movie, the lead actor or actress in our favorite movie, they weren't ad-libbing. No. They, they were following a script. A script. Mm-hmm. They practiced a hundred times mm-hmm. before they actually did it on camera. Mm-hmm. But the reason it's so good is because they're so well rehearsed right. and well practiced mm-hmm. that they can give it not, not as a rote um, I'm reading your script, mm-hmm. they have to own it. And mm-hmm. that's what we need in business. Right, right. And we know when they've gone off script, you know, and sometimes those are funny. We like things like right. that. But, um, but and, and, and it is good, you know, as we mentioned, to put their own personality in it. But, you know, we can really tell when somebody's just totally making it up as they go. Um, right. We can't all be Robin Williams. Right, right. right. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we've got the back wheel, you know, and and so talk to us about the back wheel because, of course, it is just as important as that front wheel. It's the second element, the second critical place where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. And the back wheel is our ability to serve our customers Mm -hmm. the way I I say it. It's to deliver on the promise that we made on the front wheel of the bike. Mm -hmm. So we make a promise on the front in our Mm -hmm. sales and marketing um, conversation. Mm And then we have to deliver. Right. So the back end is our our, our systems, our mm-hmm. processes, our our activities to actually mm-hmm. fulfill the mm-hmm. the product or service. Right. It kind commitment. of pushes it along. Yes, and and so if you notice on the back wheel of a bike, it's got gears mm-hmm. because we have to be able to. The back end's got to be efficient, whether we're going at a top at a very mm-hmm. high speed or if we're going at a very low speed. Mm-hmm. It's got to be efficient. Mm-hmm. And that's got to happen in our business as well. We've got to be able to be efficient, even if it's the peak of our season or if it's the slow time of mm-hmm. our year. Right. And, and I love that you mentioned gears because with gears, you're able to be flexible. You know, yes. you, can, you can make that wheel spin faster. You can make that wheel spin slower because of those gears. Right. Because if we were, if we pumped out the same number of bagels every day, regardless of how many customers mm-hmm. came in, we'd have a lot of wasted bagels mm-hmm. or we'd have a lot of days where we couldn't satisfy right. the bagel demand. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be able to, to change the production mm-hmm. um, frequency and, and scale simply without mm-hmm. being, without losing efficiency. Right. So that's, that's why the back wheel is so mm-hmm. critical. And Oh, by the way, Deb, here's one interesting thing, just like on a bike, mm-hmm. both the front and back wheel have to go at the same speed. Mm-hmm. In our business, Mm -hmm. they have to go at the same speed Mm -hmm. as well. If they Mm -hmm. don't, we're going to crash one Mm -hmm. way or the other. Right. And and again, they need to be 
about the same size. Right. Right. Yeah, we're not we're not riding a unicycle here, no. nor are we riding one of those clown bikes with mm-hmm. as a really really small uh-huh. front wheel and a really really big mm-hmm. back wheel. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We're riding a business mm-hmm. that that brings in customers sufficiently, and we can fulfill their needs, mm-hmm. and we can go faster as we go. Right. Right. Or, <coughs> as you mentioned, slow it down. Or slow it down mm-hmm. if we need to. Right. Right. So speaking of slowing down. What about the brakes? What do the brakes do? Well, the brakes are, as you know, uh, how you control the speed on both your front and back wheel. Mm-hmm. There are two brakes on a bike. One controls the front, one mm-hmm. controls the back. In our business, our brakes are our financial controls. Mm. So we need to make sure that we know, because we're going to pull the brake if we don't see something right in our financials. Mm-hmm. And here's what, unfortunately, most small business owners use their bank account as their only financial control. Right. If there's money in the bank account, Mm -hmm. I'll spend it. If there's not, I won't. Mm -hmm. We've got to use four documents, a Mm P&L, profit and loss statement, a Mm -hmm. balance sheet, Mm -hmm. a cash flow forecast, Mm -hmm. and a budget. Right. And if we don't have those four as business Mm -hmm. owners, we're really not playing business the right way. Mm -hmm. We're just goofing around. Mm -hmm. We've got a hobby. But if we've got a true business, Mm We will be looking at those four every month in a timely manner so we can make adjustments Mm -hmm. based on how well the business is doing. Right. You know, and and as you mentioned, it's important to make adjustments. You know, you might know that you've got, say, a big trade show coming up. And so there's going to be a lot of expenses. But further on down the road, hopefully you've got a lot of income. Um, you know, and, and so you're looking at that. And, and I think the problem with, as you said, with many small business owners, it's, do I have enough in the bank to do this? Or you know, <clears throat> do I have a credit card where I can put this on there? Um, right. You know, and, and so, you know, they, they just kind of, and I mean, it's that way, you know, how many people, you know, and, and the number is very high, live paycheck to paycheck. Sure. Um, you know, and, and I mean, that's just a fact of life. But the more we budget, the more we look at all of that, the better things will be. Right. We're, you know, this is, you know, we're at the time of year where we ought to be making our plan for next mm-hmm. year. Right. right. And now we, and part of that ought to include mm-hmm. a financial plan. Mm-hmm. How are we going to spend our money and mm-hmm. what's our expectation for revenue generation? Right. And that needs to tie out. If it doesn't tie out, we know we have a, we have a train wreck ahead of us. Mm-hmm. We've got to solve that before we get there. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's important that it's actually written down and not Absolutely. just in here. And again, whether you've got a, you know, a, a multi-million dollar business or you're working in your, your, your basement, write it down, you know, make it real. That's it. absolutely right. You know, 80, well, they say 85% of the world's wealth, wealth lives with those who have written plans. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to try to beat the odds on that one. I'm going to go with um, part of being part of the 85%. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. So then good bikes have gauges and indicators. You know, now some of them have really fancy ones and some of them just have some that are pretty basic. But what are those indicators telling us? Yeah. The indicators on a bike, obviously, you know, when I ride mine, they tell me my heart rate, my cadence, my pace, mm-hmm. how I'm consuming fuel. In a business, our indicators are what I call our key performance indicators. You've probably heard the term KPIs mm-hmm, or key mm-hmm. performance indicators. The way I think about it is the financial controls are are looking in our rear view mirror. Right. That's 
looking at what we did last month. Mm-hmm. I want to have something that helps me predict the road ahead. Mm-hmm. So I need some indicators that will help me predict the future. Mm-hmm. Things like how many leads am I generating? What's my close ratio? Mm-hmm. What's my average ticket sale? Um, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of things, my conversion rate. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of, of numbers and indicators that can tell me whether I'm gaining speed mm-hmm. or whether I'm coming into a slowing season. Right. And those are, that's, those are the indicators. Mm-hmm. So everyone needs to have a dashboard. Mm-hmm. And, and our dashboard doesn't, you know, if you're flying an F-16, you got to have a fairly complicated right. dashboard, mm-hmm. right? But we don't want to act like we're riding a tricycle. Mm-hmm. We don't need any. We need something in between. We mm-hmm. need five or six indicators mm-hmm. that are, that are going to tell us the health of our business and what we need to pay attention to most. Right. You know, and, and it's important that we're looking at those because, again, it is telling us what's going to happen in the future. Right. Um, you know, and, and now of course the one thing that it doesn't have that a, a car would have is, is a gas gauge, but right. that's kind of our internal thing, you know, yep. and, and, and you talk in your book about energy and, and things like that, but you know, it, it is, it is very important. You know, do you have the energy, the passion, you know, to, to do all of that? And, you know, and, and it's also, you know, do you have the right team around you? You know, we've, we talked right. about it at the start, you know, do you have what it's going to take? No, that's right. And, and so since we're there, let's just talk about the team real quick because okay. we'll finish this out. We've talked about most of the components of the bike, mm-hmm. but the reality is we have to have all those in place. Right. The way I think about it, we have to have those in place before we get somebody mm-hmm. on the team to ride mm-hmm. the bike. But the, the, our team members sit on our seat. Right. And so we have to make sure the seat is properly positioned mm-hmm. Because we all know how uncomfortable it is to ride a bike when the seat's in the wrong spot. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes painful. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it's painful for our employees to be mm-hmm. on our team. So we have to have, we have to adjust the seat. Well, here's mm-hmm. how we do it. We have to uh, have a good hiring strategy. Mm-hmm. We have to have a solid onboarding program. Mm-hmm. We have to have a, a good compensation program good reward systems, an incentive plan, a communication scheme. All of these are adjustments to the seat placement Mm. so that by the time we get all these made, somebody Mm -hmm. gets on there and they say, this bike was perfectly made for me Mm -hmm. and I can pedal really hard because it's a great fit. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and and those can vary even by person. I mean, you know, you, you, now if you've got hundreds of employees, you really don't want to get too carried away with doing something like that. But at the same point, you know, it, it is something to look at. You know, for someone, you know, their salary is utmost. You know, and, and you know, we're not going to get into the discussion right. of millennials versus boomers versus, versus all that. But, you know, for someone else, being able to be home in the afternoon when their kids our home, that's what's most critical to them, you know, and, and so how flexible can you be? You know, now we're not talking about, I hate to say it, reinventing the wheel every time, right. but it is about, you know, how can you make things, you know, as, as adaptable as you can, um, you know, and, and because you do want long-term employees, you know, when everybody, you know, we've all heard the stats that, you know, if you have to re- replace an employee, it costs more and, you know, right. and, and all of those things. So do what you can 
to keep them happy while you've got them. And, and as you mentioned, bring them on right to start with. You know, I think one of the big things that so many people get caught up in is they hire the wrong people at the very start. And then it's, oh my gosh, what do we do with them? Right. We look every, all the adjustments of the seat influence and impact your culture. Mm -hmm. So they all need to be in alignment Mm -hmm. or consistent with what we, what we did in the beginning Mm -hmm. when we started steering. This is kind of brings it full circle. Mm -hmm. They've got to be consistent with the kind of culture we want to maintain. And, And the reality is you've said it right, Deb, most of the issues start and occur at the very beginning when we mm-hmm. hire people. Right. And if we don't have a robust hiring process and if we don't have a, 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 a detailed mm-hmm. onboarding process so we can get people up to speed quickly mm-hmm. or find out if they're going to work mm-hmm. quickly, right. then it's going to slow our bike down. Mm-hmm. And, and so we've got to be, we've got to pay particular attention to that. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, here's a tip. Most people write their job postings based on skill requirements. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you need look to be able to do this and, postings, this and this and this and this. Right. Here's everything you got to do. Mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody not work in a job because of the skill. It's mm-hmm. always because of the behaviors. Right. They don't show up. They're mm-hmm. not a good team player. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not honest. They don't have integrity, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. It's always the behaviors. So mm-hmm. rather than starting with skill, start with behaviors mm-hmm. when you're doing your hiring. Right. And get the people with the right behaviors. Mm-hmm. If you have the right behaviors, we'll teach you how to do mm-hmm. the job. Right. We'll teach you mm-hmm. the skill. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you do that, your bike's going to go far faster. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it, that gets tricky because those kind of soft skill type of things, uh, you know, there's there's various laws, <laughs> you, right. know, you know, and right. and things like that. But still. It, it is that expectation that you're setting up. So, um, you know, and, and we've all, you know, we've, we've taken Myers-Briggs. We've done, you know, all those various things. And that ties into that. Um, now, are people giving the answers that they think you want to hear? Sure. You know, we've all done that. Right. Um, but, it, it, but it is, you know, it's, it is part of that hiring process. And, and <clears throat> you shouldn't just be thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I need somebody just through December. You know, because, you know, it, 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 even if you're just hiring a, a temporary, a seasonal employee, something like that, you hire the wrong person and it can just be total disaster. It, you're going you're gonna to spend more time mm-hmm. trying to sort that out right. than you would had you even spent a little bit more to get the right person on right. the team. Right. You know, and sometimes that's back to teamwork. I mean, you know, you, so as in more than one person interviews, um, you know, and, and, and there's certainly, you know, a lot of ways to do that, that are, are good ways. You know, I did one, one time that was absolutely horrible. I did an interview um, and, and there were 10 people and they just question, 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 question. Oh, it was hideous. I hated it. Gosh. And, you know, and, and more importantly, I was not allowed to ask any questions. Wow. And I was told when I said, excuse me, I have some questions. If you come back, we'll, you'll be allowed to ask questions then. Wow. And, of course, I thought, ain't coming back. But that goes to show how that initial way you're doing things says it all. You know, and, and, and even just, you know, how is somebody greeted at the door? You know, all those right. various things. Yes, absolutely. Critical. Right. 
Well, you know, what I love about this, Rich, is that you were so successful with this bicycle analogy at a company that made doors. <laughs> and, and we're, you know, we're not disparaging anything, but it, you know, it, it, it we mentioned the fact that you right. know, people had this, they did this part. This was their, you know, they, they cut the hole out for the door handle, whatever. And, but because you got them all bought into this, it made the company so much more successful. And, and I just love that because we all tend to think, well, you know, sure, you could do that at, you know, with this big fancy company. No, any company it's going to work with. No, it is. And, and look, in the end, the, the goal we have, Deb, is for our team to understand mm-hmm. why we're doing mm-hmm. all these strategies right. in our business. Yeah, mm-hmm. We talk a lot about business strategy. Mm-hmm. And to most people, it goes right over their head or they mm-hmm. say, or, or their thought is, these guys are just wasting time. Why right. don't they come out and do something? It doesn't some real pertain work? to me. <laughs> right. So we're, this just helps them understand mm-hmm. that, look, this is, we just want to make all these right. parts fit better mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and let's, let's make it go. And oh, by the way, if one of our reward systems or incentive programs is that they get a share in the, in the growth of the business mm-hmm. through some profit share right. or some kind of gain Ooh. share. Mm-hmm. They will, they will work mm-hmm. incredibly hard right. to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you never want them thinking, well, I just do X. Right. You know, I'm just in the mail room. I just do this. Um, right. You know, that might be what they're doing right then. And it might be the only thing they want to do. I mean, you know, the, that's, that's perfectly fine. But it's, it's, you know, a, one of the things that drives me nuts is if somebody tells me I'm just a housewife or right. worse, I'm just right. a mother or just a father. No, no, you're never just no. in anything. Right. Um, you know, and, and so we want them to, to really think, okay, I, that might be what I do is this little box, but this little box, if it's not done right, nothing else will work. It impacts everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I do has as much of an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say this, right? The salespeople get a lot of a lot of um, attention because they're out talking with the customer. Mm-hmm. But the person who's in the back in the shipping mm-hmm. department, they're just as important as oh, the yeah. salesman. Yeah. You know, if, if they don't put the right label on that right. box, doesn't matter how good your sales department is. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And, and I think that's, you know, that, that goes along with the incentive and the, the gratitude and the appreciation. You know, yes. let the people that do something like, you know, just putting the label on the box, let them know just how critical they are. Right. Absolutely. You're, you've hit it spot on. Well, see, it's because it's such a good book. Um, you know, and, and uh, Rich, I'm going to have to read this book you're talking I about. I know this is such a good book. You're just going to have to get it. And so tell people where they can get it. And, and you, know, what, you can get the book anywhere. Here's a, the book looks mm-hmm. like this. It's called the ultimate business tune up. Um, and it's, it's written. It's a, it's, it's my legacy to my dad. It mm-hmm. tells my dad's story. Mm-hmm. It, it talks about the things my dad re- did really well and what mm-hmm. he didn't do. But then I, I follow that with mm-hmm. principles and things that, that right. can help people be successful mm-hmm. and avoid the pitfalls mm-hmm. my dad endured. Right. But you can get it on. You can find it on my website. You can find it on most major outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's, it, it, you know, there's, in fact, Deb, I did put together a specific web page for ah, your listeners. Cool. Ready with my pen. Okay, so it's it's easy. It's my website name is Tour de Profit, one word like Tour de France. Mm-hmm. Tourdeprofit.com. 
And if you do backslash business power hour, mm-hmm. I put some resources on there. And cool. one of the resources I put on was an e, e version of this book oh, that wonderful. I'll send you. I'll send you for free. Great. Perfect. So you know, and, and that, just go there. It's, it's a great book. It's a fairly quick read, um, you know, and, and, but you know, the, the important thing is there are homework assignments that you need to be doing as you're going through it. Um, I mentioned one of the things that I really like about it is you list a lot of other resources, you know, and, and we tend to think, oh, I don't have time. Make the time. You know, there are a lot it, of people yeah. that have, have written some mm-hmm. great, Great research mm-hmm. and books for right. that I that mm-hmm. I lean on heavily. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and and if we had the time, we'd go back to school. We do all of these things, you know, read about it, and you know, and 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 absorb it that way. You know, it's right. it's great information. So again, Rich, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Well, you can find me. Uh, the best way to go is to my website. Okay. It's it's called Tour to Profit, like Tour de France. T o u r d e profit.com. Mm-hmm. So profit.com. You can find me there. There are links to my Facebook page. I'd love to connect. I've got a lot of free resources there. If you go to the Business Power Hour page, there I put some free things on there so you can access them right away. Okay. Would love to just share and and help you be as successful as possible in your business. Cool. I love it. You know, and it really, you know, it focuses as we've been saying, it is a simple process, but it's something that you should take the time to do, you know, and, and, and I shouldn't say should take the time to do you, you must take the time to do it, whether it's just you, whether you have a hundred, a thousand, a hundred thousand employees go through these steps because they really are important to be able to, to look through it and see, you know what, this, this is something that we need to be doing. Your business might be very successful. Maybe you want it to be even more successful. Right. Right. We can all get better. Mm-hmm. Nobody's at the finish line yet. We're all still working to get there. So, uh, so you know, just if there's some tips, and I, I know there are some tips in there that you could just tune it up mm-hmm. a little bit, right? The, it's oh, yeah. the one to two degree turns mm-hmm. that really make a difference for most of us. And that's the key. You know, it's just, oh, I could do this a little bit different and right. holy cow, look at the difference it makes. Yeah, look, look at what could happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and so we're not telling people start over. No. You know, that's, that's not it. It's just, what, what are the little tune-up things that you can do? Think of it as, you know, your bike, your car, your body, you know, you tune it up just a little bit and it makes such a big difference. Yep. You're right. Well, I have been having an absolutely wonderful time talking with Rich. We'll have to do it again because, you know, I still have questions on here you know, <laughs> that we didn't even get I'm to. sure you do. I'm just happy we got all the way through the bike. <laughs> we, we weren't leaving people without a seat or without. No, you, you did well. You are, you are spot on. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's great um, that, you know, how you laid this out and, and, you know, I really do look forward to, to talking with you again. But until sure. then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely wonderful time talking with Rich Allen. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.